The Western Wayne News Podcast is made possible by support from listeners and readers like you. We're also accepting a limited number of sponsorships. If your organization would like to get your message in front of hundreds of Wayne County listeners, please email contact at westernwaynenews.com. I'm Dan Harney, a sports reporter for the Western Wayne News in Cambridge City, Indiana. From Civic Spark Media and the Western Wayne News in Wayne County, Indiana, I'm Kate Jetmore. As a native of Richmond, Indiana, and longtime host of the Listen Podcast, I'm excited to be sitting down with some of our neighbors and listening to the stories that define our community. Today, we're thrilled to bring you another conversation in our series of interviews with staff members at the Western Wayne News. Join us as we explore the joys and challenges of working with local news, delve into what motivates these team members to give so much to this local paper, and uncover what they hope to accomplish in the community and beyond. My guest today is Dan Harney. After a 48-year career in finance and collections, Dan retired and turned to writing. He has written stories and articles on a variety of subjects, but his passion is high school sports. He began covering high school basketball in 2010 for the Nettle Creek Gazette. When that newspaper combined with the Western Way News, he assumed the role of covering all six county schools for the paper. Welcome, Dan. Thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you for having me. Well, based on your bio, it sounds like we could be here a couple of days talking about the beginnings of your career. But what fascinates me is how all of that led you to sports. What is it about sports? What is it that captures our attention and fascinates us when it comes to games and tournaments? I think there's a variety of things. Uh, Primarily, it's an opportunity for kids to be involved in a situation where they can be part of a team. And in some cases, uh, that's more important to uh, kids than others because I'll give you an example. On Friday night at a football game or any night of the week at a volleyball, basketball, or any other sport you want to name, everybody that represents their school is wearing the same uniform. So they're on an even keel, the, the most affluent to the least affluent, are, are wearing the same uniform that, that has the name of their community on the front of it, and they need each other to be successful. And I like telling their story. It sounds like what you're saying is that it opens doors in, in a lot of ways, that it encourages people to be in the same space together? I think so. And um, it, it's an opportunity for the communities they represent. It brings a tremendous amount of community pride when they have successes. It also builds their self-esteem in many cases, in confidence that helps them later on in life. Tell me more about the word stories. You said that you want to tell their stories. Tell me more about that. I, I've, I've been a sports enthusiast all of my life, but uh, as I read a story, and I've always done this, I wonder, I don't know this person. I don't know this boy. I don't know this girl. In a situation like ours, the, the schools we cover are, for the most part, from small communities. I I even consider Richmond a relatively small community in this day and age. And I like to paint a picture so that the people who follow a particular team, 
know more about the kids that represent them on the floor or on the playing field. It gives me an opportunity to do that. I want them to know the kids that they're rooting for. And they all have interesting characteristics and personalities. And it gives me a chance to, to paint a picture of what great kids they are. And when you talk about telling those stories and the importance that it has for you, does it go beyond simply interest? Does it have something to do with uh, the community? Yes, it is. I mean, candidly, when I first started writing for the Nettle Creek Gazette, even though I was working for them, I felt like I was trying to give a contribution to the community. At that time, they didn't have a sports writer in that area, and I felt like I could fill that void with my background, and I was happy to do it. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in representing the kids in the community. So I want to come back to the issue of storytelling and the role that storytelling plays, specifically when it comes to sports reporting, because there's writing and then there's journalism, there's writing for a newspaper. But what you're doing is very specifically in the realm of sports reporting. Do you find that you have to choose how to spin an article when you're writing it up for the paper? Or do you find yourself sort of sticking more to the facts? I think both. Um, I'm heavily into positive press. If I can't say something good about a player, I don't say anything about that player. For example, uh, if if the game comes down to the final free throw and they miss it, I don't put their name in the paper. It's not relative to the story. It's one play. If they hit the free throw, of course I'm going to do that. But I'm trying. To, I, I want to paint a positive picture. My my ultimate goal anytime I cover any sporting event is for the people who were not there to feel like they were. Mm. I mean, I covered a game last night. I'm, I'm writing about it as you you know this morning, and I want to I want to be able to paint a picture so that if you were at the game, you know what happened. But if you weren't, I want you to smell the popcorn. Mm. And do you go into those details? Do you, in your articles, do you describe some of the more unexpected elements and senses that are at the game? Yes, whenever that's applicable. I mean, we're somewhat limited by space, for example, week after week, especially during seasons where there might be 40 or 50 athletic events. But I try to concentrate on ones that are, I don't want to say most important, but maybe I can't be at every game at the same time, so the one I'm at, I want to make sure that that there's probably more going to be more detail in that particular story than if I were reporting it based on information received from someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm struck by your comment about positive press, um, and I'm wondering if you could say more about how that serves the community? What is, what is it that makes the community stronger when the local press takes a more positive tack? Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, claim any credit for making the team stronger, but I, I think in a state of Indiana, we'll say, for example, basketball success, people say it's, it's just basketball in 49 other states, but Indiana is, is far different than that. And there's, there's a, a, an amount of truth to that. And I don't want to get off script here, but I, I look at my own personal experiences. And uh, I, I became involved in athletics because I was encouraged to do so by uh, uh, one of my high school teachers. And that was when I was in the fifth grade. And I didn't have, I'd never been involved in anything like that. Uh, 
And it, I know over my time in athletics, year after year after year, I was encouraged. I mean, obviously I got better over time, but I was encouraged by a lot of people. And that helped my self-esteem, not only on the athletic field, but in the classroom, in social skills. I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I probably may have a few newspaper clippings from one that might be 60 years old from when I was playing. And uh, I know how that, that, like I say, that elevated my self-esteem. So if I can do that for others, I've found over the years that it doesn't make any difference what that uniform says. The kids that I talk to are articulate, intelligent, and usually they'll respond to encouragement. I mean, so if you tell them they're good, encourage them for what they've done, they usually rise to that occasion. And the reverse is true. So I try to avoid the reverse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think kids are missing out on when they see an opportunity to try out for a team and they're not encouraged to try out for the team or they're told they're not good enough or they feel that they're not good enough and no one's telling them that they are good enough or they might be good enough? What are those kids missing out on? I think those kids are missing out on a lot of it's not just the results. Obviously, everybody wants to win, but it's not all about winning and losing. It's about developing skills that might qualify you to, to do better in life in general. The team, the team aspect, understanding that everybody's important. In a football game, there's 11 players, and the, the kids get all the press or the running backs and the quarterbacks, but without the line, they wouldn't be able to run anywhere. So everybody is a, an important part of that team, and I think teams – I mean, the kids who participate in athletics recognize that pretty quickly because that's one thing I've noticed over the years covering football games. The kids that get the most press, like I said, are the, the glamour players, the, the, the running back that ran for 250 yards, the quarterback that ran for three or 400 yards or three for 300 and almost invariably after the game, they won't talk about that. They want to talk about how, how important their teammates were on the line and I like that. But like I said, if it's an encouragement for kids who get involved. There's a, there's a mistake people make is the only people important are the ones that do all the scoring. That is simply not true. And the, once kids start going to practice and get involved, they quickly recognize, hey, I can make a contribution. Uh, Dan Harney might not put my name in the box score, but I know that when Fred scored the winning basket, I passed the ball to him. I got the rebound and gave it to him. I'm the one that intercepted the pass, put us in the position. And they all they all need each other. And and they'll find out as they get into the workforce that you need other people to be successful frequently. Almost always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an important lesson, a life lesson. Uh, you know, you already mentioned something along these lines, and I really want to pull on this thread. And that is that depending on the season, there must be dozens, scores of games and matches going on simultaneously all over the county. How do you get to all of them? And if you can't, which I'm guessing that you can't, how do you decide which ones you're going to attend in person and which ones you're just going to write up using the scores later? Well, in the first place, that's one of the most frustrating parts of this job because I can't be everywhere at the same time. So what I try to do is pick for example, if two of the county schools that we cover are playing each other, 
that would take precedent in my mind versus somebody playing an out-of-town team. But to answer your question directly about how I can do that, I can't do that. But what I have done is develop a network of people, uh, coaches, administrators, athletic directors that are that want to see the, their programs publicized and recognize that they I can't do that without their help. And they do a great job, almost a, exclusively, 100%, do a great job of getting that information to me. And then because of my experience, and I've been to hundreds and thousands of games at all a variety of sports, I can usually write a story from the information that I have that you may or may not be able to determine by reading it whether I was there or not. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this network of contacts and friends that you've mentioned, do they know you well enough as a as a person, as a sports fan, and as a sports writer that they need to send you that little bit of extra information, or do they just send you the facts? For the most part, I just get the facts, but I have developed a relationship with most of them. But more importantly to me is you have to have – you have to develop confidence. They have to have confidence and make sure you have no hidden agenda that what you're going to do is going to be positive. And the, and they're all interested in the same thing. We want to get the name of Richmond High School, Northeastern, Hagerstown, Cambridge City, whatever it is. We want to publicize our kids. We want to bring credit to our school. And uh, But once you develop, once they have confidence in you, and you have, uh, they're more than happy to work with you. There are very, very few exceptions to that. And usually, if there are exceptions, I can talk to them and explain to them what my motivation is. And uh, they, they almost always say, oh, okay, I'll be happy to do that. You know what I hear popping up in our conversation that's sort of a common thread is trust, that they trust you to represent the schools in print. And you also referred to how the kids talk about each other when they're giving that interview at the end of the game. Yes, I, I did score a touchdown, touchdown, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without the other guys. They all trust each other. That's, that's without question. I think probably the ultimate team sport is football. I've already alluded to that uh, because you have 11 players on the same play all of them have to do the right thing on that play or, or it, it, it blows up. It doesn't work. And they all – so they, they understand the, the importance of that. Um, and that's true in almost every sport. The, the problem is the, the typical fan, all they do is look at the box score and say, okay, Fred scored 22 points and – yeah, okay. And that's wonderful. And I'm not saying – I'm not diminishing that. I'm saying there are four other kids on the floor in a basketball game and, and – uh, they 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 know that they made a contribution, and I want to point that out. Whenever I can, I do. If if uh, I try to include in my article, if somebody did something that typically would not be in in a score or in a box score, that it's there. Whether that's a uh, an important rebound late in the game, whether they set a screen for someone, whatever that is, because I I like to get as many kids into an article as I can by name. And it sounds like you're really aware of the impact that that has on the lives of a young person. I mean, you even referred to the fact that you still have some cuttings, some clippings from articles that mentioned you as a young athlete. Well, you know, I didn't keep any of the ones that, where I didn't play well. <laughs> I'm just, I'm joking. But, but I do. I mean, that motivated me. I don't want to say it motivated me to play better. 
but it helped my self-esteem at that time. And, uh, and so I, I recognize how important that is to some people and, and most people, actually. Well, self-esteem, self-esteem is a big one um, when it comes to young people and when it comes to sports or any kind of performance, really. Um, self-esteem, self-image, self-confidence. Um, how conscious are you of that when you write? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I'm I'm always conscious of it, but I, I can't deviate too far from the facts. And, and I'm prone to give credit to an opposing player that we don't typically cover if they have an outstanding game. Right. I mean, I'm not going to paint a picture that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I try to I, I try to be fair in my coverage for all the teams involved. But no, I, I'm I'm uh, I, I'm well aware of what the contributions are to success. And like I say, sadly, it isn't always measured the way people measure it, whether you won or whether you lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometimes difficult to gauge improvement in a player or a team over the course of the year if they didn't win the game. But it, it's perceptible when when somebody when I go watch it, I can see it's improved. And I I usually try to to point that out to the coach in post game or or the players to say, you know, you got I know you didn't win, but I was really impressed with this or that. Mm-hmm. So. Do you see um, a progression throughout, say, the season? Or, uh, you know, you've been at this for a while. Do you see a progression throughout the high school career of a young athlete, for example, when it comes to that maturity, when it comes to that self-image or self-confidence? Yeah, well, yes, but I want to preface that by saying, of course, everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And they have different personalities, and some are uh, easy to talk to comfortable in front of a microphone most are not especially initially i've talked to some really good players uh when they were in high school who went on to be college successes they were i would call them even introverted <laughs> i mean they're not they're not used to talking to somebody with a with a microphone but they get used to it uh, over time i remember one particular player who was just an exceptional young lady basketball player she could do it any anything and did but she was really shy, and I would try to talk to her after the game, and I knew she didn't want to do that, but I told her, I said, you know, I'm not going to mention her name, but I told her, I said, the, the day will come when you play in the college level that you'll have to do this because you'll be, re- you'll be required to attend press conferences. And later on, after she was, and she, she was very successful at the college level, she sent me a note thanking me for doing that because she said you were right after my first game I had a press conference and I was and I was able to handle it mm-hmm. and she there there have been others that fall in that category but as far as their uh, number one you have natural ability you have people who work really hard to develop that and it, you know I don't, I'm not going to say that uh, I've dealt with a lot of very very successful athletes that went on to the college or professional level but every once in a while you, you can just see it coming. And sometimes I'm surprised. I mean, there's a there's a shining example right now in Richmond, Indiana, by the name of Desmond Bain. I saw Desmond Bain play in high school. I thought he was a phenomenal player, but I'd be lying to you if I thought if I if I said I thought he was going to be an NBA star. Good for him, but you know, usually you can just tell the kids who work the hardest. Uh, when you have the best player on the team who's also the hardest worker, you know you got something there, mm-hmm. and that and that's where he was. Yeah, but it also sounds like you've 
you've learned a lot over the years when it comes to staying open to a possibility, you know, instead of deciding this kid's going to make it or this kid's not going to make it. Oh, for sure. And I mean, a shining example, that was a game I covered last night for the Little League. First inning, the team, the the, the, the opposing team, first six batters got on base, four to nothing, no outs. I'm thinking, wow, this, this team's in trouble. They came back and won the game seven to four. So you never know. Oh my gosh! I wish I'd been there. <laughs> you can read about it next week. I can't wait. Well, as we said in your bio, Dan, you haven't always worked as a sports reporter. What can you share with us today about the jobs you had before coming to writing, before you came to the paper, and how you discovered your love for writing about sports? Well, long time ago. When I worked in the, in the credit and collection business, I usually had the flexibility to do other things if I chose to. And so there were years that I was uh, a, what they call a lay coach. I didn't teach, but I coached junior high and freshman teams in, 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 uh, at a couple of schools in this area. And so I'd been around sports for a long time. And, that, and there were a couple of years in the mid-'80s that I wrote for a couple of years for the paper in Winchester just because they needed somebody to cover this particular team. And and I had you know I had not done anything in that regard before, but I've always had uh, I like to write and uh, so I had a passion for that. So I did that for a couple of years and then I stopped doing it. And uh, a few years ago, uh, while I was still employed in the collection business, credit collection business, uh, I saw that Hagerstown didn't have anybody. I told you before that Nettle Creek Gazette didn't have anybody covering sports. And so I thought, I came back that year to help with the basketball program in Hagerstown with the freshman team. And that was nice, but the coaching staff didn't need my expertise on the basketball for X's and O's. And I kept thinking, what can I do to really promote this this program and this community? And that's when I... Uh, the very first the, the first day of the basketball season, I got in my car, drove to Cambridge City and said, I introduced myself and said, I'd like to cover Hagerstown basketball. They didn't have anybody, so they weren't gambling much. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, give me your deadline, I'll do it. And from there, it's, I've been doing it ever since. I like doing it. And, and like I say, it's a chance to promote kids and it's grown to countywide. And, I'm, and I'm, ha- I'm glad it has. As long as I can keep up with it physically, as long as I'm having fun, I don't care what kind of job you do, you have to have a passion for it to be successful. Anybody can write something, but if you don't have a passion for it, you won't do it very long. I still have that passion. Well, I can see that, and I can hear it in your words. And at some point, you're going to have to pass the baton. Of course. So do you see a, a new generation? Do you see some people who are who are sort of lining up ready to take ready to take the baton that probably won't be my decision to make but mm-hmm. we have had some interns here in, in past years who have have an interest in journalism we have we have one now uh, one of our previous interns is now writing for the newspaper at Purdue University so yeah there's always going to be someone who who is willing to step forward but the media world has changed so much that I don't know what vehicle they will choose to use. Print media is is important to most to a lot of people, but it's may not be as important to other people. I mean, we're 
what we're doing today is an example of that. So I don't know what form it will take, but I am hopeful that when I when I decide it's time to retire, that someone I'll be able to will be able to identify someone who said I'd like to do that, and then, and and then I'll have a little bit of time to spend with them to give them some suggestions. Everybody has to be their own person, and uh, hopefully it'll be a smooth transition. When that will be, who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see. Well, Dan, as we wrap up today, I'd love to um, to ask you to offer some advice to the people who are out there listening, um, whether they're parents of young athletes or young athletes themselves. Um, what you have to say to those people who are listening today as far as um, how to step into the future? Well, to parents, I would suggest that they encourage their kids. You know, it's easy to criticize. Anybody can do that. And I know every parent wants their child to be successful. But if your child is involved in athletics, please don't tell them at the dinner table that the coach should be doing things differently. Let the coaches coach and the players play and give them encouragement. And if you, uh, if you do that, I think that'll go a long way with a lot of people. I would offer the same advice on how they address the people who choose to officiate athletic events as well. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm continually fascinated by the uh, comments I hear from the crowd, uh, usually which are inappropriate, and they don't know the rules in the first place, but I, it's just fun to criticize the officials, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you encourage your children in, to be involved and support them when they are. And how about for the kids themselves? Any words for the kids out there? Um don't give up on yourself. You can. You would be amazed at how much you can improve over time. It's it's a it's not a it's not a hey I'm going to step on the floor and be a star. You have to work at it, and don't be hard on yourself. Consider the contribution. Your individual stats really aren't that important. It's the team that you're trying to help, and be proud of that uniform that says Richmond, Hagerstown, Cambridge City, whatever it says. Be proud to wear that. You represent a lot of people that look to you, especially little kids that look at high school players as heroes. Always remember that also. That's great. It clearly goes beyond the game itself for you, and I really appreciate that. Dan, thanks so much for sitting down with me today. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Your support means the world to us. You can subscribe to the Western Wayne News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review our show as it helps more listeners like you to find these stories. For more information, visit our website at westernwaynews.com. I'm Kate Jetmore, and I'll see you next time.